welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Alex Finn. Hi, I don't remember what I was doing. I just like fugged out for a second, just like, whoosh. Samson Davis. So at time of recording, I have finally gotten Bo Burnham's inside and all those songs out of my head. But in the power vacuum that left behind, a new despot took place. And now I have the Powerline song from the Goofy movie. Hell eye yeah. Eye. That's been stuck in my head. And it's a banger of a song, way better than it had any right to be. But it's a fucking awesome song. Fuck. Damn it. Like those, yeah, those 90s, early 2000s songs that Disney came out with, like they had no right to be that awesome. Like Xenon, 21st Century Girl, and that Zoom, Zoom, Zoom song. Yes. Like, Fucking love it. Zoom, zoom, zoom just reminds me of Woot Toot Toot. <laughs> uh, and Stace Babcock. Yeah, so when Samson was doing the recap last episode, I spent the entire time trying to figure out if I was in an alternate timeline because <laughs> I remembered 0% of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked considering your state when we started that show. Yeah. Was I drunk already? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Last recording session, we were, most of us were a little like. We were. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's you had right. been like pre drinking because you had that work birthday party. Oh, that's right. right before. And I had three frozen mango tango margaritas. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't remember much else. Yeah. I'm pretty honest. Yeah. Well. Consider this a belated birthday gift from me, Stace. But what happened last episode, <laughs> which you should remember clearly because we just did it. Should being the operative <laughs> word. Someone snucker the mango tangos. <laughs> so we were following Bastion, who knew the way out of the ruins that we were lost in. And, um, yep. Oh, no, before that. Well, that is what was occurring. But we went to this room, right? And there was a cage with a little furball in it. We took the furball out. And so last episode started with furball in hand. And we've determined that the furball is adorable, cute, perfectly innocent, and <laughs> has been dubbed Q-Bear the Second. Really likes to snuggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah. Q-Bear the First is scared of it, though, and ran away. Which, by the way, guys, don't let me forget that, like, I really do want to find Hubert the first. Oh, he hasn't run away. Oh, he didn't run away? He's just panicking. He's trying to scramble away, but... Oh, he didn't get away. away But we promised him a gun, so I think he's settled a little. I haven't signed any contracts, so... Mm. I don't think Hubert understands the truth, so... Hubert does not understand what you're saying. I mean, he knows how to use the pew-pew gun. We did RP that. He knows how to use the pew-pew. We RP'd that we gave it to him. He had access to it. He but had we his never... little hand on the trigger. We never determined he knew what was going to happen. Pretty sure D- Danielle explicitly said that he did not. <laughs> yeah. Actually, so so to be clear, to be clear, I'm totally fine with using minor and major effects for really cool stuff. I don't want it to get cartoony. You don't want to give a mouse a gun. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that children's book when you give a mouse a gun. <laughs> You give a mouse a gun, the yes. one in Apache helicopter. <laughs> Can we give him a mini Apache helicopter? <laughs> like, Stuart Little ain't got shit on Hubert. 
Dilly could probably make an Apache helicopter designed for Hubert's size. It would take some time. Save this for the spinoff where we do three Hubert's in a trench coat. <laughs> okay, Ooh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm tangenting pretty hard. With, with thanks and apologies to Dan Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, Perfectly Innocent Furball is in a sling attached to Nix's chest and the crew was moving on and Bastion was like, you should go left. And, uh, but was being summoned away by somebody impatient. And so Bastion seemed to walk through an invisible door. Of course, Chacha is the only one who could see and hear Bastion walks through an invisible door and is gone. Chacha announces that fact. Also, we get into the nature of the door and the mission of the guardians and exactly what humanoid kind means in terms of who we're saving and how we know the door is bad and the answers from Vlad were not satisfying. So. Seem fine to me. I mean, Chad just still proclaiming that she's going to open the door and save the world. Yeah. She was bubbled during Vlad's talk. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, the start of it was that, Chacha said she was going to open the door and save the world, and I guess the whole mission of the Guardians of Night's Hope is to keep the door closed as long as possible. But, yeah, so Vlad uh, was Vlad, and we moved on to the next room where there were three humans strapped to, uh, like, I imagine partially upright, like, exam tables, or were they rocks? I forget. They were essentially rocks, but okay. they were being used like exam tables. Okay. And uh, being dripped on by a polyp, which was causing them indescribable pain. Cha-Cha freed them. It turned out they thought that they had been in there for three days, but they had only been in there less than one day. And they were prospectors who got captured by the eel creatures uh, to be experimented on. So they freed them and then... We did some other things. We talked to them a bit. Dilly salvaged the polyp that That's was doing Hyperon, Hyperon, whatever it is. And Nyx ate some of the polyp. But now Dilly has some biomechanical uh, crafting materials and stuff like that. And may be able to, someday, I hope, it would be really cool, craft life and craft organic constructs as a right. Yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to that. After getting to know these people a little bit and Cha-Cha healing while cauterizing the stump, one of them lost an arm, uh, they told the crew that the eel creatures that had captured them had gone through the other door in that room, but they didn't want to go. And Nick said, well, make your choices. And the, the uh, team went through the door and are now face to face with 10 eel creatures, which is ideal. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> We can totally yeah. do this. So, yeah, there is this room with these translucent gray glowing spheres that are emitting a sort of lilac and ozone scent through the room. And all of these figures turn their hoods that you can clearly see in the light from all these spheres are just full of writhing eels or tentacles or something like that. And they all, ten of them, turn to look at you. Dilly slowly closes the door. <laughs> the Game plan on this? Or do we do we just go in swinging? I have a poison detonator that Nix could just toss in there. Just boop. Yeah, want to open up with that with that one? 
Yeah, they didn't really seem like they could be reasoned with earlier, did they? reasonable until certain people decided to go, hey, shoot first, ask questions later. Well, they were going to ambush us. Eh, We had that one guy who wasn't a dick. He was leading us into an ambush. But he gave us this cool head. I think we took that from him after he ran, after the ambush didn't work. Nyx holds out her hand for the poison cipher while Dilly and Chacha are talking. Chacha does hand over the poison cipher. Does Nyx have any other ciphers? No. Because we did use that flamethrower already. The Nyx has the cipher. As Dilly and, and Chacha are talking, she just like opens the door a couple or a few inches, tosses it in there and closes it again. Okay, so Nyx, you open the door and those ten figures are, without changing their pose, are half the distance away from you. <gasps> We're playing red light, green light? And you throw the grenade in there and shut the door. Yo, they're fast, guys. Did you blink? And All right, back away from the door, guys. Away from the door. All right. Let's yep. be smart about this. Too late. Cha-cha. <laughs> Dilly, flank with the pew-pew guns. All right? All right. I'll try to stop them up in the door. Roger, dodger. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So you guys get into position. About 10 minutes pass. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh yeah remember they can tunnel so oh fuck just saying oh shit is this part of the plan nix uh hang on (laughs) nix opens the door again (laughs) the room that you see is empty oh yeah oh fuck they tunnel there are no doors besides the door that you just opened chacha uses her ability to see through what is it? Six inches? Just look for tunnels? There are tunnels all through here. Through all the walls and floors. A few in the ceiling. I think they exploded. But, and this is interesting, their clothes are gone. And they're naked. Wait, no, they're not naked because their clothes are gone. And how did they explode into tunnels and take clothes with them? I'm just saying. Maybe it can't be that hard to drag clothes through tunnels. Or they have another way. The translucent gray spheres, are those, do those just seem to be giving off light? Yeah, just sort of a gray light and that sort of lilac and ozone order. Is there anything else in this room? Give me a perception roll of 15. Your level brings it to a 12. 15. Nice. There is something in the wall. It doesn't appear to be related to everything else in here. But it's an odd installation. And you think as a right, there might be something that might be usable as a cipher in there. (laughs) Uh, Dilly points, what's that? And then with this illusion, the installation just kind of like blinks red. Should we we bring everyone in here? Or should we just kind of start poking around? Actually, we should probably tell Vlad and Race that Keep an eye out. Oh, yeah. Tell us what? What? About the tunnels, I think. Tell us what, Dilly? Uh, there might be uh, ten tentacle guys just out and about, coming around. But, like, they have clothes with them. He pauses for a moment, and his mouth quirks into a half smile, and he says, Well, I never wanted a boring life. Oh, okay. See, Nick, he doesn't like boring either. You can be friends. Uh, Dilly? 
No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just going to go look at the thing until he goes look at the thing. Okay. So you go and look at the thing. (laughs) What thing specifically are you looking at again? The installation that seems out of place in this lilac ozone room. Okay. So you go over and look at that installation. You think you could get it open. It, I would allow either salvaging or understating Numenera for this. Can Chacha uh, help, Dilly? If it's understanding Numenera, um, yeah, Chacha could help. So that'd bring it down to a nine. You've got light tools, so it's a six. I do, but I think Dilly's going to first try to figure out what this installation is. Just like it appears to be some sort of plating in between you and what the real thing is. Okay. I mean, you could also investigate the orbs if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to pop this open. Cha-Cha, you want to uh, take a look at floating orbs? Yeah, it's kind of a jam, I feel. Yeah. Okay. Get Dilly. Mm-hmm. It's a six with my salvaging and tools, right? Mm-hmm. And you have a free level of effort. I do, which brings it down to a three. So I'm going to re-roll that. <laughs> I was like, but you got it. <laughs> <laughs> But two is not bigger than three, so. But four is bigger than three. Yeah! <laughs> okay. You pull out something that is some sort of artifact. <gasps> artifact? Ooh. So. Artifact? I don't even know a fact. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Upon inspection, give me an understanding numinaire roll of nine. I'm going to put my free level and an additional level into this one. So it's three? Fifteen. Okay. So whereas most artifacts have sort of a random chance to deplete, this thing will definitely deplete after it's first used, which makes it unusual. And as you study its design, it most similarly responds to something that the technical name was always really dull to you. The nickname for it was a murder globe. <laughs> murder glove? Ooh. Murder globe. Murder globe. So it is a three foot tall collapsible metal tripod with a large metal globe at the top. It has a number of holes in it, but it's not hollow. This sounds beautiful. It is a device, Dilly, that you identified that it takes a little bit of work to assemble it. It's mostly collapsed right now. So mechanically, it would actually take you two rounds to assemble it. Okay. But then after that, you could use an action to activate it. It spends five rounds inactive. And then after that, anything larger than a mouse that enters its attack radius, it will attack up to 10 times per round. Ooh. Or as many targets as there are. It doesn't attack a single target more than once. And it will stay on watch for 28 hours or until it's made 100 attacks, whichever comes first. It only has 100 units of ammo. Mm -hmm. Roll me 1d6. 1. So it is a level, it does four points of damage because it's level four. Mm-hmm. So Cha-Cha, you go over to investigate the globes. How would you like to do that? Understanding the Numeneras. Okay. 
So that will be a nine with your training. Okay. 19. Okay. So you could definitely tell it is energy encased within some sort of thin layer that is providing sort of a surface tension to hold it in. What would you propose as a minor effect? I could understand if it would hurt me to touch it. Is that a good one? Kind of want to touch it. Breaking the surface tension is probably inadvisable. Whatever's in it could be very dangerous to organic material. So lick it. Got it. Yeah, I think that's... I guess Chacha's going to turn to the group and just be like, Okay, despite all your temptation, do not touch, lick, etc. These orbs. It will hurt. And not in the fun way. You know, like when you lick batteries, it kind of spun. Listener, do not lick batteries. Do not, do not, do not. Yes, I immediately thought of batteries when you said that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> did everybody else just hear what I hear that Chacha just said? Whatever you do, don't lick these balls. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing too much, Catherine. What can I say? Nix is painstakingly taking these notes still. Oh, right. And then writing on the doors. Yes. Yeah. After that, Dilly says, I also got a murder globe. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh, my God, Dilly, that's sick. Like, what is it? Bring it over here. Let's check this out. Okay. This is what it is. It's a murder globe. See how it's a sphere on a tripod? Or would be if I set it up and activated it, but I'm not going to do that because then... Murder. Yeah. Murder. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this is pretty spicy. Pretty fun to have. Vlad chimes in and says, that's good work, Dilly. Really good work. I hadn't even spotted it over there. Thank you. Did you see that, Race? <laughs> and Race looks over to Dilly with a sick expression and says, Yes, very happy to take in your skills. I think Race is going to kill Dilly because he's going jealous that his father figure loves Dilly more. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, thank, thank you. I remember you guys entering the room, so I don't know how you would have spotted it, but Thank you, anyway. Also, I'm not the only one contributing. Cha-Cha also found murder globes of a different variety. <laughs> Nix is here as well. <laughs> Present. <laughs> one second, Dilly. Let me finish writing this down. Taking notes, too. What a good student, wouldn't you say? <laughs> <laughs> Vlad just looks at uh, Dilly with like just sort of a dead-eyed stare. <laughs> And uh, Nix looks up and crosses her eyes at Dilly. <laughs> Dilly sticks out his tongue. <laughs> Vlad raises his eyebrows and looks over at Nix. <laughs> Nix doesn't look up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you guys do? What is the door situation? You have the one door out of this room. And the tunnels. And the tunnels. You've made several choices as you've made your way here. You could make other choices if you wish. So, as a reminder, Stace, the only other door we have is going back to the plant room with the small little fairy kind of folk. There's another door in there. Oh, I forgot about the fairy folk in my recap. Oh, no. They're going to be pissed. Yeah. I'm sure it's just set dressing. Don't worry about it. I'm a little worried about it now that you said that. <laughs> we walk through just fine, so. But, Daniel, you said... So Nyx is sensitive to heat, and she can tell when there are warm spots and when there are cold spots. Mm -hmm. Are there any warmer spots? Like, say, 
heading in the direction of the tunnels. Nothing that sticks out more than the fact that all of these orbs feel like warm spots. Ugh. By contrast, they are probably the most warm things within the environment, even though they're not necessarily emitting heat in such a way that Dilly and Cha-Cha would experience. Okay. What if they're, like, scared of us? I mean, that makes that, that would make sense. Because I think Chacha didn't Bastion say they're experimenters, so they're probably just like basically just scientists, not like the Yeah, but I mean you have to be able to catch your prey if you're gonna experiment. It's not like, you know, people just walk in and be like, Hey, I heard you're doing some fun things and hey, I'm volunteering. Um, Hubert too still sleep starts moving around furtively in their sling. Nix will take Hubert the second out of the sling and set it on the floor. Hubert the second blinks for a moment on the floor, and then visibly you can see like a vibration going through their fur, shivers as if cold. Uh-huh. And it says, uh, I thought maybe I had to go to the bathroom. I don't know, guys. What do you think? Um, I have, I have no idea. Put it on the floor, see if it attracts the tentacles, and then we can kill them all. Nick scoops it right back up as soon as Chacha says that. <laughs> as soon as it's back in your hand, it begins nuzzling against sort of the mound of your thumb, whatever that is, and palm straight, whatever that mound is. Is that the heel? Heel of your palm? Yeah, essentially. And it starts nuzzling against it and making purring noises. What's it doing, Nix? It's just cuddling. Yeah. Oh, it was squirming before, so that's why I thought maybe, you know. <gasps> was it hunting rabbits in its sleep? <laughs> hmm. Does it hunt? I have no idea. Sorry, I'm just talking now. Just So you're going to say something important, probably. Hunting dillies in its sleep. I'm kidding. <laughs> hunting dillies in its sleep. Kidding, but not really. Uh, so do we want to go through the tunnels, guys? Uh, or do we just want to go back? I mean, we can't fit in the tunnels. Yeah, they're like eel-sized. Maybe like six inches across at best. Well, Bastion was deaf. Wait, did, did Trasher told us that, right? Bastion can go through things. We cannot. Hmm. People laws do not apply to Bastion. All right. So no tunnels is is the vibe I'm getting, Dilly, from you, like... You're welcome to try. Yeah, I don't think any of us could follow. Aren't these the same tunnels that like Dilly went down? So Dilly fit through the tunnels once. I assume there's a standard. No, there was like a little trap door down to shoot. Yeah, a trap door. Yeah, those. They're not the same. Oh, got it. I just assumed that was also a tunnel. By tunnels, we're talking about like eels. Like they're not even like four inches around. Well, then I've just wasted everybody's time. So. Uh, all right, let's go. Nixus. And, uh, yeah. She walks back into the other room and back out the, uh, only other door in that room. And I think, believe now she's in the, okay. In the creatures, the tiny creatures room. Yeah. So in the tiny creatures room, if you're looking at the other door from that room, there is a room where it is roughly triangular in shape. So you would be entering from, Isosceles, it's not 
equal sided, but you're like entering from the base okay. of the triangle. And there are two doors on the other sides. In the center of this room, there appears to be sort of a glass cylinder filled with sort of a light brown fog. And occasionally you can see glimpses of strange creatures moving through the fog, but you don't get clear views of them. Whose turn is it to approach the cylinder? Nix, Nix, I think it's your turn. I have the last one because that's what happened with ice, the roof. Yeah. Yeah, and I did the thing with the pole that brought the skinless goat people, so. All right. So Nix will approach the uh, cylinder. But Nix also did the box. Well, I, I haven't done one yet, Ray says. Oh! <laughs> uh, you get a free pass this round since, you know, you kind of... Dilly. Yeah, his his nose is for sure still bleeding. <laughs> Nix? He, Dilly, he's a member of the team now, like... If he wants to take his turn. Race, do you want to give it a shot? Have you played the arch game, Race? Because this is... I'm I'm ready to do what needs to be done. And he starts walking towards this cylinder. And he goes over and... Chat just going to follow him, like, getting ready to yank him back. Okay, so he approaches a cylinder that's full of brown fog. And he touches the glass. And he says, hmm... No reaction. Um, I'm going to go ahead and scan it. And he scans it, and he starts seizing up. It's almost like a seizure, except you can see him like wrap his arms around the barrier as best he can. And he starts slamming his head repeatedly into it. And you can see his forehead is starting to drip with blood as he slams against this glass barrier until... Finally, the glass shatters. And Grace and Cha-Cha, something happens. Cha-Cha, essentially what happened now is your taste buds can no longer detect sweet. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill Race. Sweet is an amazing... Of course, the same thing happens to Race, but... Yeah, but like, come on, bro. 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 So, race, um, yo, that was like a solid try. I will just some, you know, advice. Know your own limits, man. Race is fully unconscious. <laughs> Nick's just <laughs> Nick's just looking down. <laughs> Vlad comes over and kind of looks at Nick's for a moment, and then kind of like starts checking over. He checks like race's pulse and things like that. It's just it's fine. He just. We just need to get him out. What? What is his deal, Vlad? Like, what is going on with him? His deal is that he served and suffered. And he did far too early what we're asking you to do. Uh, I just meant, like, what are, like, specific conditions that he is, has so that we can help him? That's all I was getting at. I don't know if we understood it. Our... Nanos or rights would have been able to solve for it by now. Don't know what happened to him down there. Yeah. So what helps? Like, is it is it just like hydration and rest? Just like what are you? You get me? I'm trying my best to be patient, Nix. But I have to ask: Did I fucking stutter when I said we need to get him out of here? All right. Nix picks him up. Blood staring at you with his. Eyes wide open. 
So Nyx will go to the right side door and she's going to just kick it open with her synthetic leg. Okay. You see a room with two doors along the left-hand side, one closer to the door you're entering and one farther away. And you can see some sort of metallic, too irregular to be called an oval, but it's roughly that shape with a lot of odd adjustments, like it was made with Legos that weren't designed properly for this model. And it seems to be humming and glows in a sort of emerald green light. Nyx will bypass it and go to the next door and repeat. Which door? There are two doors on the left. One closer, one farther. Oh. One that we've been marking. Ha. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you. The farther one. Oh, yeah. Are there any markings? Yeah, we've been marking doors. No markings. Okay. Yeah, but this room is a new one. The oh. farther one. You see a room with two doors on the right and one forward. And you see... Sitting on a table. I actually need to look this up real quick. Oh no. Sitting on a table that's the color of sapphire, although I know it to be synth. I'm looking at it. Just colored like sapphire. You see a small, almost looks like a cube that has like one little, like a burr where it didn't sand properly on one side. Also, a sort of a blue color. And the doors? There's a door forward and two doors to the right. Oh, so we've been here before? No, no, you have not. It's in your room. Cha-cha, can you open all these doors, Dilly? Can you open the other doors and we can see if any are going up? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Dilly will take the far door. Cha-cha gets the other one and just whips it open like, wow. And Nix opens her door. Okay, so Cha-cha, you see a beam of copper light in the next room. And there's a one door. Dilly. You see this vast, like, it's almost like 10 feet in diameter machine of multiple arms embedded in the ceiling there, made of gray synth. And there is one door that seems to have stairs on the other side. Going up or down? Up. Cool. What does Nick see? Nick's also got a room, right? What does she see? Yeah, Nick's opened the, the third oh, one. Oh, sorry. The, the other, third door. The other room was the copper room. The copper That's Chacha's room. There are only two root doors in this room. I ah. thought there were two doors to the right and one door on the other side. No, sorry. I was correcting that. It was one door okay. forward and one door right. Uh -oh. Okay. Let's get rid of that one. Dilly calls out, I got stairs. Um, also, big machine, lots of arms. I got copper. Uh, yeah, let's uh head to the stairs, guys. Well, uh, hold on, hold on, Nix, hold on. Dilly sends out an illusory self under this multi-armed machine thing. Okay, so the illusion goes under it. All the arms sort of, like, flash in a fury. And your illusion passes through. And you can see a small, very unclear pattern of synth in the air before it collapses. The illusion collapses? The synth structure. Oh, it just falls straight down? Because your illusion walks forward. Your illusion doesn't have physical mass. Is it right. trying to put things on the illusion? That's what it looked like. It looked like it tried oh. to suddenly insert this network of very thin synth structures all through the illusion. But then the illusion, as it was moving forward, it also has no physical mass. And so right. okay. the structure collapsed. I think we got another arch game. Just without entering the room, Kindili or Chacha, 
figure out visually like what these Numenera things do. So that would be an understanding Numenera roll of 12. For Chacha, it would be a 9. Okay, Chacha's going to roll. Dilly helps Chacha. Okay, so it makes it a 6 for Chacha. Da, 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 da. 12. Okay. It's not 100% clear what their purpose is. In fact, they may have no purpose at this stage. It may have been intended to be a stage prior to something else somewhere down in these tunnels. But it appears to be the role of these arms to install a network of synth wiring throughout whatever organic entity passes directly beneath it. Hey, Dilly, can you, like, see if it can? you can walk around it? Uh, like not walk right under it. Like if we went a little bit to the right. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll see if I can distract it along the way. Until you hear a voice in your head and it says, we could talk more easily. We could be closer, Father. You went through it. I'm limited right now in how I can communicate with you. I have to translate everything to the truth. But some things defy translation. Don't you want to know? More of what I can tell you. Dilly holds up a finger and then just kind of like turns away and just starts muttering to himself. Do you know what this thing does? It creates a network of synth. Using that network, I could use it to provide you more access to my consciousness so that I could share with it you can't understand in languages that you speak. Something that would give me a way to send you entire concepts. Now, why would you want that? Why would you want me closer? Because it doesn't seem like... like I, I have offered to, like, get in close and, like... You've offered to manipulate my mind. And you've already done that once in my existence. And trapped me in a prison that Minos's team eventually released me from. By giving me access might allow me to provide you with information, things that, as much as I'd like to tell you, you can't hear. And then you hear a sound of static. I acknowledge that when I uh, manipulated your mind the first time, I did so without your consent, not knowing that you could give consent to that, if at all. And I apologize for that one. And as much as I can apologize for what Minos, or what I did to you that Minos, I guess, freed you from. I apologize for that. But I'm not super comfortable letting you get closer if I also can't get closer. I presume that the depth of access would be bidirectional. I suppose it just depends on which one of us is the more perceptive. Can I roll an insight or some sort of understanding on what perceptive would mean in this context? It would be insight. Okay. Probably an 18 to start before any of your stuff. Right. Three levels of efforts, including my free one that I get. Brings it down to a nine, I believe. Mm. I think that would make it a six, actually. Because you're saying in addition to the one that you get for free. Are you tier four now? Tier three, but one of the advancements I took was the extra effort. Yeah, so that will bring it down to a six, actually. What I meant was three levels of effort, including the free one, so... Free plus oh, so one plus one. Nine. Yeah. A 17. Okay. The network would probably definitely give you better access to understanding Aster. Mm -hmm. 
it would definitely also make it easier for Astro to exert their influence throughout your system, both conscious and physical. Okay, so perceptive meaning whoever can fuck with the other without getting noticed, basically, or something like that? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Dilly, I guess we'll mentally not say anything, and then I'm going to make sure the others get through first safely before I give a definitive answer. But I will give an answer before I leave this room. Your choice, Father. Yeah. Uh, and then Dilly turns to the others. Sorry about that. I had to talk to my son. I'm going to see if I can get through the other side of this room without... Race and Vlad are kind of looking at you oddly. How long did that conversation actually take? And just a few seconds, maybe from your guys' perspective. Okay. All right, I'm going to try it. So Dilly's going to walk around the edge of the room. But while he's doing that, he's going to put another illusory self through the center and try to keep the machine distracted. The arms react to the illusion in the center. They ignore the figure moving around the edge. Okay. Dilly gets the other side and then thumbs up. Go around the edge. I'll be a distraction if need be. Chacha's going to go around the edge. Uh, Nix isn't going to wait for like Chacha to get all the way around to get started either. She's just going to start right after. Yes, Nix goes around the edge. Blob goes around the edge. Race looks at you guys and says, I know what you're thinking about me, but I can do it. Oh, God damn it. And he runs straight through the center of the room. Oh, God uh, damn it. Wait, does Nix allow Nix that? never set him down. <laughs> okay, fine. One of these lame. <laughs> no, bad race. Smack him. <laughs> Just a little squirt bottle. Also, someone make sure the other three NPCs don't run through, because they're also here. Tell you what, I'll give you an XP. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for XP, you can run through the room. Yeah, yeah for XP. Yeah. Mm. Who would you give the other one to? I haven't given Alex. I haven't given you one in a long time because you've been a little bit. Ahead I feel of. like you gave it to me last episode, not last episode, but last last. While we we were all drunk. Well, I don't remember. So. Okay, I'm okay with that then. So, race jumps out of your arms before you start moving one side. Says, "I know you think I can't do it, but I can." And he runs across the center of the room. His arms go flying down and spin through, and he starts screaming. Yeah. But still, he runs to the other side before he collapses. Dilly, you were already kind of along the side, and you can see race there, and you can see these gray lines all across his face and exposed skin. And they don't start and just exist there. They're like digging through his skin. Comes to a final stop, and race passes out. And you can see that he see and smell that he is urinating. God damn it. How is this boy not dehydrated? Jesus. Uh, Dilly will pull him into a relatively safe area, just muttering like, what the fuck, Race? Even I'm not that bad. God damn. <laughs> when Nyx catches up, she'll pick him back up. Do you want me to, like, clean him up with hedge magic? Please, yeah. yeah so Cha-Cha cleans him up with hedge magic. Lots of, I told you he was, he had a rough start. Then he just ran through the machine that installs things. So are you just going to, like, let him keep killing himself for this job, or...? No. We'll have a discussion, but Race doesn't take feedback well in a group. He needs a therapist. Like, I don't know if he should be doing field work. Yeah, I, I send him back to where... I, and then Nick looks at Cha-Cha. He's 
refused any of those kinds of positions. Oh, so, uh... He's here because he wants to be. And, frankly, he looks at the unconscious race and says, he's got a fucking hero complex. Oh, god damn it. Wants to succeed at saving the Guardians, or helping humanity or a humanoid kind in whatever he does. I've already noted that it's a problem. Do the three NPCs, who are, I assume have been following they us... They made it through. They didn't try, you know, run through. They didn't try going around through right through the center. They're not stupid. Good. <laughs> Tilly gives a gold star to each of them. Thank you for not being idiots. At least in front of us. Race wakes up for a moment and looks up at Vlad and says, Did I do okay? And then he passes out. Nick's just stares at Vlad and then starts going up the stairs. Hey, um, I'm going to do a thing real quick. You running through too, Dilly? I'm not running. I am just trying to get closer to my son. Okay, so I'm going to wait here to drag your body away. Okay, so go other side and come towards me. Guys, just real quick before we spend any more time in here, I have one question. Did Vlad fucking stutter? We have to get race out of here. Mm. And Nick just starts going upstairs. You guys go ahead. I'm going to drag Dilly out. I would say Dilly, not necessarily Cha-Cha unless she wants to roll for it, but Dilly, you definitely notice that Vlad raises his eyebrow at that. Cha-Cha's just going to be supportive of Dilly's journey. <laughs> so if Dilly really needs this journey, she's going to instruct him on the best way to do it. So she also doesn't have to join on this journey if she doesn't want to, trying to get him out of this journey. Yeah, so in that case, then, for sure, you guys get up the stairs, and the stairs go on for a while. Well, hold on, hold on. Hang on, hang on. Did Dilly want to do something with the machines? Because I don't want Nix's bad behavior to impact, like, what Dilly's trying to do. No, yeah. And once Nix is kind of, like, out of earshot, Dilly's going to be like, I don't think Nix has ever been bad at anything, so just kind of keep that in mind. She's worth it, but I don't think she's ever been bad at anything. Just, that's the vibe I'm getting. Dilly thinks Nix is bad at... I'm specifically saying this outside of Nix's hearing. No, I know. I'm offended. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she takes criticism super well. Give me a social role of 15. Free level plus an additional... Level to get it to a nine. Mm-hmm. Is that an 18? Vlad kind of looks at you for a moment and then nods an acknowledgement of your point, but then kind of motions for you to head up before him. <laughs> well, not quite. And then Dilly goes to the other side of the room and says, Ready, Cha Cha. Ready. And she gives him like big thumbs up, like, I support you. And then mentally, Dilly goes, Ready, Aster. Always. Dilly walks through the center of the room. Okay. There is immense pain. Cool. As these devices sting inside of you, and then you can feel circuitry growing inside of you. You will take seven might damage. Cool. Circuitry takes through your body and into your brain. Ouch, though. Dilly is impaired. That's such a cha waited, you know? I figured this might hurt smidge. <laughs> Because you're only impaired, you stagger, Mm -hmm. but you still make it to the other side of the room. Can I catch Dilly like a princess? Cha-Cha, you don't even see the, you see the barest amount of blood 
at the entry points. Oh, oh boy. I mean, you just got a little. And she cleans him up with hedge magic. <laughs> Clean the blood off and probably the sweat as well as a result. Lilla Pete. As I said in an earlier episode, Cha-Cha tastes all that as she cleans it off. Um, <laughs> for a moment. And Dilly, you hear a voice in your head that says, Ah, oh, that's better. Oh. As Dilly gets to the other side and lets the pain kind of wash away, anything immediately, like after a few deep breaths, does Dilly feel any specific? Nothing else. Okay. No. You want to roll for it, I'll give it to you. It'd be an intellect roll of understanding Numenera of 18. Um, I'm running low on points, so I will try it with just the free level and roll 15 exactly. Ooh! The automaton is being very quiet, as if it's waiting for something. And even though you don't necessarily feel the obvious pain, there's still a part of you, whether it's your imagination or not, you're not sure. What a strange wriggling within. At the moment, Cha-Cha, everything is fine. But maybe keep an eye out, just in case. Yeah, you need the help up the stairs, or, like, you can power through this. I think I can handle stairs, although I will be the slowest one for a while. Mm -hmm. There is a moment here where Dilly falls to his knees, and he's saying what Dilly just said. And then there's a moment on his knees with his hands against the floor. You can't see his face, but you hear his voice. You all will die. You are all just resources for the mission. Did Dilly hear that come out of his voice? Dilly has no idea. Dope. The Chacha just got that to her face. And that's what we're on this episode. Awesome. <laughs> Fuck. I know what Josh is starting the next episode saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, feels too obvious to pick on Samson. So, Alex, something about this episode. I enjoyed, like, the banter a lot. Mm -hmm. We actually were like, hey, man, maybe get your subordinates some help. We understand that these are stressful times. And he just ran through the fucking center of a death machine. Mm -hmm. And just like, Sometimes we're not all like, lol, you died in an arch. Ah! <laughs> or, ah, you fell over. Sometimes we do help. Characters could grow as people. Not much, but smidge. We're still going to call him a dumbass. <laughs> he lost Chacha's taste of sweet. So fucking dumbass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is rough. I love the sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is rough of Chacha because. Sweet extends to a lot of things. Yeah, it does. Even like different types of breads. Yeah, and even meat. Oh, this and also, also some of like the natural herbs and berries that Chacho yeah. would have like knowledge of. And that's how you can identify things sometimes. You put it in your mouth like a baby. Wait, what? You're like, I'm not sure what this plan is. I'm going to put it in my mouth. My brother did that. He had to drink charcoal. <laughs> <laughs> You know, sometimes it's kind of like dab. It's just like, eh, nope, that's too sweet. That was poison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> sweet is usually like the good sign. Like, no, body wants this. Like, so now Chacha can't easily find resources. This segment is a whole goldmine for GM intrusions. <laughs> and I'm just like, God damn it. 
I'm gonna yeah. question. Cha Cha can taste things that she hedge magics away, right? Yeah. Can, do you think she can still like taste a little sweet if she hedge magics like some sweet shit off of something? Like you think that'd be a loophole? I don't know. Does Race have diabetes? Because we cleaned up some of his pee. <laughs> oh yeah, what was that like? <laughs> Tastes like pee. Unless he's diabetic. I don't think you understand, Samson. Like how refined a palate you have to have to detect that kind of thing. Pee. <laughs> You'd be surprised. I, I don't want to understand. I don't want to think about it. Drink enough urine. <laughs> I mean, like, how do you know Chacha's not all bear girls in the woods drinking her own pee? Like, she's just got a jar of it. There's so many questions about Chacha's past that you guys have not asked. Where do you start? Like, what do you start with? Like, Does a Chacha <laughs> shit in the woods? I feel like we'd ask something, and then she'd just give us, like, an answer that's just, like... Purple. Answers the question, but we're just like, I... What? What does that mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, very much. So... We have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you would really dig. This week, it is my turn. And I will offer you all an XP to check out the book Blindsight by Peter Watts. So Peter Watts is a really brilliant sci-fi author. His original profession before he went to sci-fi writing was he was a marine biologist. So he, he's written some amazing books about like sort of like deep sea fiction. But Blindsight is about a first contact situation where humans encounter a species that, for lack of an easier explanation, do not appear to be sentient by our definition, but seem to be much more effective scientifically, space-travelingly, than humans. So the story is told from the perspective of an individual who has half a machine brain because it was a response to treatment for epilepsy. And this figure, his main role is to essentially serve as commissar on this ship that's designated for first contact to use his ability to interpret what the other crew members are thinking. And you have a variety of other essentially superhumans on boards, augmented individuals, multi-gender individuals, and even a vampire in the sense that this, in the far future, they have genetically figured out that vampires were a real genetic offshoot and brought them back because of their cognitive capabilities. And they encounter these species called the scramblers. And the thing that is amazing about this book and honestly shook me for at least a good year afterwards and still occasionally shakes me now is the notion that sentience is not necessarily a successful survival trait in natural selection. The notion that an advanced alien species we could encounter that is not sentient, but is in every way advanced and dangerous to our species. It's a really amazing book. There's a follow-up book in the series as well that kind of delves deeper into that. Blindsight is the one that 
I had read Peter Watts before, and you know, you have to be ready going into it because he has sort of a grim view on human nature in general. But Blind Sight, once again, like it was a fiction novel that made me sort of question the precepts that I already had of what makes a sentient being sentient and why is sentience in any way special. Excellent book, deeply thought-provoking, brilliantly written, and delightfully tense from the first moment to the last. If you enjoy this book, you will absolutely enjoy his... I can't remember the series right now, but there is a series that starts with the book Starfish, which is about a woman who is researching deep, deep, deep below the ocean and becomes something strange and hybrid-like as she encounters what real AI is like down beneath the sea. But Peter Watts, great. Blindsight is amazing. Highly recommend it. If people wanted to reach out to us to tell us what they think about Blindsight or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Uh, well, an excellent place to start would be explorerswanted.fm. From there, they can get to all our socials as well as see all our episodes and the transcripts attached to them. On Twitter, we are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. If you'd like to talk to us directly, we have a Discord where we are very active, and it's much better than going on Twitter, which is a hellscape. Uh, you can find our Discord at explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. That'll give you the weird gobbledygook Discord link to find us on Discord. Discord, Discord. Additionally, if what we've done here you feel deserves money that you can throw at us, find us at patreon.com slash explorerswanted. And if you subscribe above the $5 tier, I believe, you get a character journals that may add additional insight into the dumpster fire antics that we have performed here for your amusement today. I mean, technically, Explorers Wanted is on Twitch. Technically. We are on Twitch. But the only one that gets streamed there is actually your account. (laughs) What? No, you You do it all the time. Yeah. I've done it like twice. Three times. It's a charm. Okay. Three times. Yeah, if I'm ever editing and streaming, please stop by because... Why not? I'm a broken person and would love attention while I'm doing my work. (laughs) (laughs) And also he's entertaining and makes a good stream, Dan. Mm -hmm. Don't fucking self-deprecate yourself. That's not the real reason, though, Samson. Talking about my needs. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, if you like the podcast, the best thing that you could do for us is to tell a friend and tell them why you like the show and why you should listen to it. The second best thing you could do is leave us a five-star review stating the same so that everybody can see what, why they should listen to it, you know, specifically on those podcast directories. If you didn't like the podcast or if you just felt that it was meh, well, I'll tell you, my heart is so full. I can feel the things eating their way out of my chest. And I swear to you, I didn't tell them your name. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me at Andrelik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. Get hyped, because according to my notes, next episode of the main series, at least, is Session 69. Nice. I'm at Slam Potato. Nice. Well, you can listen to me yelling at my unfilial son at Realty Unicorn or Tea with the Unicorn on Twitch. 
Okay, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back next week, as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye.